This is Mary Lewis at A Tiny Homestead, the podcast comprised entirely of conversations with cottage food producers, homesteaders, and crafters. Today I'm talking with Katie at Ferdeen Acres about Nigerian goats and 4-H and learning as you go. Good morning, Katie. How are you? I'm great. How are you, Mary? We're good. It actually snowed last night, finally. <laughs> yes, it did. <laughs> we we had a dust- that in a while. No, we had a dusting here. I was actually hoping for more than an inch, but it didn't happen. For those who, who don't live in the northern tier states, Minnesota is supposed to be really cold and supposed to be snowy right now and uh, hasn't been either. So, been no, we're, having, we're going through that El Nino year, so it's it's a lot warmer than usual. Yeah, I'm <laughs> on one hand, it's great because the roads aren't terrible and it's not minus 30 at night and my bedroom isn't freezing, but it's really strange this year. I don't know what happened. Um, so tell me about Fredine Acres. Uh, well, um, I'm originally from the suburbs. I'm from Maple Grove. I went to Maple Grove, um, lived in Corcoran Rogers my whole life. Um, I didn't have any sort of farm experience whatsoever. And um, I met always had dogs growing up, was a huge animal lover. I met my husband in early 2017. We got married in 2018 and he's born and raised Arlington. And so it's about an hour Southwest of the cities. And, um, before we got married, we, we got, we were just, we went to an auction and I knew nothing about any farm animal, nothing like that. And we saw goats come in and we're like, hey, those look cute. (laughs) Let's try those. Looking back, hindsight, I am so thankful. I I always recommend to people, like, never do auctions. (laughs) You can bring home disease and whatever, but I got very lucky. Um, Anyways, brought home some goats and then later on got cows, like a month later. Uh, We we have Angus and um, thought they, anyways, thought the goats would be uh, fun weed eaters, you know, who had no interest in breeding, anything like that. Just thought it, they'd be fun, fun pets. And then, um, got married in June of 2018. The day after we got married, got home and I heard a strange noise coming from the goat barn. Thought, oh no. What is that? <laughs> and I go in there and these are two adorable little kids. And I thought, Oh my God, <laughs> I, I, we had no idea they were pregnant. No idea. Um, even our vet that saw them, you know, a couple months prior, you know, just goats, they can really expand in the, in the abdomen area and they, they weren't huge by any means. So, um, that was a total surprise. So then we were like, Hmm, maybe this is something we could do. And, um, got a registered buck, uh, later on that, that year. And, um, we ended up, our first kidding season was in the polar vortex. It was horrible. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, we didn't lose any, um, but yeah, then from there, it just kind of evolved, um, you know, like getting into better quality, better um, g- genetics, like getting into the show, all that. I, I didn't know what 4-H was growing up. I had no show experience, nothing. So like Maple Grove, like city, Hennepin County, um, you don't hear about 4-H so when I first moved out here, I joined our um, Sibley County Fair Board, and I thought, you know, I just want to get more involved with the community. 
and I saw the four leaf clover in the building and I thought, what's that? <laughs> yeah. Like you're kidding. You're kidding. <laughs> and, um, fast forward five years later, I have five, four H kids and, um, I go to all different shows around the, around the Midwest with the American Dairy Goat Association. And, um, yeah, so it's, it's amazing how much we've, I've prog- progressed from 2018 till now. Yeah, that's a lot. It's only been <laughs> it's only been five years, ma'am. You're you're, you're right. kicking butt, boy. I don't know. You must be the the superwoman of of goats because that's a lot. Um, I never had a big um, a strong passion or hobby of anything prior. Nothing really tripped my trigger that I really dove in too deep, and this this really did. Um, yeah. I, I absolutely love love everything about goats. Mm-hmm. Well. I almost didn't ask you to be on the show because I've talked to people with goats a lot because it's mm-hmm. it's it's like chickens are the gateway animal to homesteading, but goats are the, <laughs> the next thing in line. And when I saw you do shows and 4-H and that stuff, I was like, well, that's a different side of it. That's not having goats mm-hmm. from meat and from milk. That's more, it's different. So, yeah. So I do want to talk about that for a bit, but I also wanted to ask you about the waterfowl thing you guys were doing, or are you still doing it? Absolutely. My husband is really big into the wild waterfowl. He's got, oh gosh, he, the way I talk about goats, he can talk about with his wild waterfowl. Like those, okay. those are each of our passions. And we both, he helps me with the goats and he'll go to shows and stuff like that. And he gets involved with the goats in that way, but it, it's definitely my baby. And the same thing with the waterfowl. I can help him with it and anything that he needs, and I like it, but it's clearly not my passion. And so that's that's what ni- is nice. We each have our drives. Okay, um, having having you and- having having said that, should I should I actually do another another podcast with him? Would he be willing if to talk want about to, the waterfowl I'm, thing? He would. I, well, I'm sure he would absolutely love it, but. Um, he's he's really big into the International Wild Waterfall Association. He's involved with our uh, Minnesota Game Breeders Club, and um, he raises all sorts of really unique um, wild waterfall. And I don't mean like like your puddle ducks, like your Muscovies or anything like that. I mean like yeah. these birds need fresh running water twenty four seven every like every day of the year um, in order to live. Like uh, these birds will die if they don't have it. So. Um, they're very um, unique birds okay. that are out in the wild. <laughs> but okay. yeah, no, well, he, he would love to talk him. to you about that. Yeah, ask, <laughs> well, him, ask him to message me or email me or whatever, and we'll get it set up because that way we can just focus on what you're doing with the goats. Yeah. And then, and then I can ask him all the weird questions I want to know about <laughs> how you do wild waterfowl because it sounds like he knows way more and would be more <laughs> oh, yes, excited a lot to talk more. about it. So, yep. <laughs> all right. So let's go back to goats. Um, when, when you got into the 4-H thing, <laughs> number one, not everybody knows what 4-H is. So if you mm-hmm. want to explain that, and then I have more questions. 4-H is just a, it's a program for, and I'm, I'm still learning about it. Like I know more about the show aspect. And so when I have my 4-H kids, they're teaching me a little bit more about 4-H um, basically you're, you're just learning about animals. You're learning about, um, agriculture. You're getting out there and you're doing it. It's, it's uh, like there's FFA where it's a lot more, um, not as much hands-on, 
and there's and that's, future that's future farmers yep. of America, right? Okay. Yes. Um, but yeah, so with the 4-H, you're, you, that's where like the fairs come in. You're, you mm-hmm. work with your animals and then you bring them to the fair and you show them at the fair. And so there's all sorts of different avenues that you can go with it. That's the beauty of it. And you don't even have to go with live animals. Like there's, there's so many different avenues for it. And it's just a great opportunity for kids to get out there and learn and to get their hands on whatever it is that they want to show or they want to do or they want to make. And, um, yeah. And so I, I basically work with my 4-Hers. You know, we, we are big on respect. We're big on, um, like I'm, I'm really big into animal welfare. You, if, if the goats are needing anything, you know, like something's goofy with their eye or maybe they're limping or anything, uh-huh. absolutely yeah. anything, or, or they have some, <laughs> something going on, get the vet involved, get, you know, give, get them what they need to live a, a healthy life. And so I teach them about, about that, about, um, you know, adequate housing and, and, and living requirements for them, how to feed them. Um, and, and then it goes into the showing aspect, what to look for, how to maneuver yourself around the ring with the animal. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's not just like you actually, all the 4-Hers go in the ring twice. The first one is showmanship. How do you conduct yourself in the ring? How do you act as a showman? And, mm-hmm. um, you know, if your gate, if your goat misbehaves, how do you, how do you respond to that? You know? And so it's, it's, it's really neat. Um, so they play some for showmanship and then they go back in the ring a second time. And so you don't, you don't have to have the best goat for showmanship. It's about you. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah. And then, and then, um, for the showing part for the animal, um, we learn about confirmation where, where does this, cause there's no such thing as a perfect goat. And so, where does this like confirmationally, what part of their body, where, where are they lacking? Where, where are their, their strengths and weaknesses, you know, stuff like that. And so we have, I have laminated printouts of what to look for, how they can, you know, how like different areas of their body where like the ideal, what they should look like. And then how a not so ideal looks like, you know? Mm-hmm. And so then they get visuals like that. And then they walk around with their goats and say, Hmm, you know, cause the judge is going to ask them yeah. what's, they may point to, to their hip and say, what's this? And they have to say the hip, or maybe it's their thurls or their withers or anywhere on their body. And so they have to know the anatomy and, and all that. So there's so many different avenues. Okay. So, do you show goats and yes. or is it, or is it just that the kids are doing it? So my four H'ers, they, they go, they bring them to their fair. So um, it's our Sibley County fair. Um, that's, that's where they bring them. And then if they win a trip to the state fair, they can bring their animal. It would just be one. They can bring up to five to the state fair or I'm mm-hmm. sorry. I'm sorry. I just misspoke. They can bring mm-hmm. up to five to the county fair. Okay. And then I think, and then I think it's five. And then they can bring one to the state fair. Okay. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's, um, uh, the, they'll get to bring them to the state fair. Cause you know, the, our state fair, I think it's 11 days. The first weekend is all about 4-H. The second, like later on in the week. And then the second part is like open class shows. 
Okay, so do you do you and, do and open so, classroom? <laughs> sorry, yes, I just went on a tangent and I didn't okay. answer the question. Yes, I do. So the 4-Hers do the the fair and that, and then I will actually ask them to come with me to other shows. So I'll go to other sanctioned shows that are all around the Midwest, including nationals. I didn't get to go last year, but I went the year before. That was out in Harrisburg. That was really fun, Pennsylvania, and um, it. it people will just put on shows that are sanctioned through the American Dairy Goat Association. And so you compete against your breed. Um, at like at, at the county fairs and you you're competing against other dairy goat breeds. And, and what's difficult about that is Nigerians are the only miniature dairy goat. All the other ones, all the other breeds are standards. And so um, it is nice to go to these shows and compete against your own breed and, yeah. Um, it, it levels the playing field for you. Yeah. And yeah. and what's nice about the American Dairy Goat Association sanctioned shows is, is if they get, if they win a grand champion, they get a ribbon and it can go on their pedigree. And so then on their pedigree, um, after three wins, it could be, a, you know, as long as it's at least two different judges and whatever, um, and they can have a grand champion in front of their name. Mm-hmm. And um, same reason why I do milk test. I get the data. I get to see, you know, for the milk test, um, like how much they're milking in a 24 hour period, how, what their peak is and how long they may drop just a little bit, but they plateau throughout the year. And then they drop maybe just a little bit at the end of the season for a full 305 day lactation. And they earn their milk stars and you get to see how many pounds of, of milk, butter, fat, and protein are all in their milk. And so it's, it's, it's all really nice programs that um, in different avenues that you can go with. Okay. So do you, I, I know that you're totally geeking out on the data and, and the, <laughs> the progress of your animals. And that's totally understandable. And I love people who love what they're doing, but I have questions. Um, do you sell their milk? Do you sell their meat? Do you, um, I don't know. If Absolutely. Um, so, all the milk goes back to the kids. Um, I do, I do pull them by a week, maybe a two weeks of age at the latest and I'll bottle raise them. It, it keeps them friendly. Um, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll pull them sooner if I can, but, um, it depends time permitting. All it turns, the milk goes them, back. It tur- it turns them into puppies is what it does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I found that if I, everyone's different, everyone has different experiences, but I have found if I pull them at birth, they turn into piranhas. <laughs> they constantly bite you and they think, Oh mom, milk. Yeah. And I, I'm not a big fan of that. Um, when I pull them at about a week or two of age or, or a week or two of age, they, they respect me a little more, but mm-hmm. they're also super social. Yeah. They're not piranhas. And so Anyways, all the milk goes back to the kids and even I try to bottle feed till at least three months. And then later on in the summer, if I have extras, I'll just put some milk in a bucket, maybe add a little water, electrolyte, probiotic, something, little something in it, drop it in and they all drink from it. So it's, mm-hmm. and it saves money on, on, on having to purchase less grain. So, um, it's kind of nice. I do sell it. I, this summer I advertise, I just put a little thing on Facebook marketplace, just being like, you know, if anyone wants any milk, let me know, um, so much per gallon, or I would prefer to do an exchange if you've grown anything in your garden or canned anything. So it, it was a really nice exchange. Lots of people wanted the milk and, um, yeah, 
Um, okay. The year before I had with the um, formula shortage, I had someone with their, with their baby that, that they needed milk and goat milk is a great avenue to go down for that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So do you sell their meat because oh, with meat. I, I, I have been looking for somebody who would be willing to sell us a couple of steaks from a goat because we've never had it before. Um, you'd basically just take the goat and process it yourself later on, um, grow them out. Uh, same thing with, with getting calves. Um, you would purchase the calf and, and feed them out. And, um, when they get to be the right age and size, um, bring them to the butcher and they can, and they can get all those cuts for you and stuff. I'm guessing, I'm guessing that butchering a goat is very much like butchering a deer. Very much, yes. Because okay. my husband hunts, and we've butchered many deer, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and lambs of, and stuff. So a lot of people are like, "Oh, the goats are so cute; they're my pets." And too many people like kind of coddle them, and it, they're livestock. They are livestock. Mm-hmm. They are cute. They are pet. They they can be great pets. Um, but ultimately, when it comes down to it, they are livestock, and so a lot of people cringe at the idea. But and that's, you know, me being from the suburbs, I get it. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, absolutely. It's, it's great. It's great quality, great tasting meat. So how much does a, a, a kid goat cost if you were going to acquire one to raise it for, from basically spring until fall to butcher it? Like oh, what would it cost to buy a goat? <laughs> It, it all depends. Um, if you find, um, if you go to a commercial dairy, a lot of them will sell their bucklings at a day old or two days old, and you can bottle raise them from there. And they may be 10 bucks, 25 bucks, something like that. Um, it's not a huge expenditure to, no. to apply. Okay. No. Um, but I mean, like for me, I typically 100 bucks and they're, they're already on the bottle and I'll let them go at a month or two of age. And it all depends on what are you going to feed them and what, what's the cost, you know, for yeah. you to feed them. Yeah. And, and anyone mm-hmm. who's ever known anyone who has goats or anyone who's ever owned goats knows that they eat everything. <laughs> they, they'll they, eat they whatever actually, they can get to. It, they actually don't. No, um, that, that's no. Oh my gosh. Mine are so picky. It's crazy. Um, so they like to taste everything. That's okay. that's the crazy thing with goats. They like to taste everything. They will. They'll put stuff in their mouth, but they'll just spit it out. Um, their noses. So cows, they aren't picky eaters because their their noses are so wide, and they they just you know stick their tongue out and wrap it around something and pull it in. They eat it right. Mm-hmm. Goats, their noses are so narrow or a lot more narrow, and they can be very picky on what you give them, what's in their feeder everything. So, um, they'll actually, if I give them alfalfa and it's a little stemmy, they will leave all the stems in there. They will only eat the leaf. I was always it's absolutely told, insane. I was always told that goats are crazy and they'll eat anything. I have learned something <laughs> completely new today. I, Thank you. I, I guess it, it's all on how you raise them. Some goats, I guess could, um, but it's not been my experience. Huh? Yeah. It's, it's kind of crazy. Um, well, they're, they're I have very been... picky. I have been proven wrong today. I'm so impressed. Yay. I always, it's always funny to me because, you know, you grow up being told things and you believe them. 
Mm-hmm. And, and then, and then, oh, no, that's not correct. Okay, I need to change my entire paradigm now. Well, well just like how, like, they say goats are escape artists. I have yeah. not had that experience at all. Like, oh, that, oh, you're people lucky. That, people that say that they, oh, they're constantly escaping, jumping on vehicles. I'm like, you're kidding. I have never experienced that once. It's that to me tells, says that they don't have very, they don't have adequate fencing or, yeah. you know, just so anyways, it kind of blows me away. <laughs> I, keep, I keep telling my husband because I, I do, I love baby goats. And I've said this many times in the 20 recordings I've done so far for this podcast, <laughs> I think that I love baby goats. I think that they are adorable. My friend's family raised them when I was growing up. And she'd call me in the spring and say, we have brand new baby goats. And I would beg my mom to take mm-hmm. me over to see them. And they are <laughs> They're the sweetest thing ever. But I don't want goats here. We have a three acre lot and we have maybe, maybe three quarters of an acre free of any building or garden or trees. Mm-hmm. And we could, we could put up a pen, we could put up a lean-to, and we could have a couple goats in the summer. Mm-hmm. Number one, I can't raise them from baby and then eat them. It would break my heart. So that's <laughs> Well, you don't my... have to. Not everyone I know, does. <laughs> I know, but, but the whole point of getting them would be for food, and I can't. Right. I cannot look that kid in the face when I get it and fall in love with it and then kill it. Right. I can't. Well, I guess another way is if you wanted to milk. Like, the a lot of things, a lot of different like I said, there's different avenues. The, what's nice is goats aren't like, like your Holsteins. Um, when, after they freshen, like after they have kids, like they have to be milked, they don't. Mm -hmm. So like, let's say they, you have goats, they deliver their kids and you're like, you know what? Milking's really not for me. Then let them dam raise and you don't have to continue to milk them. That's, that's what's nice about the goats versus, versus cows Mm -hmm. is, um, no, some people just get them just to try them and see if it's for them. And, you know, and that, that's what was for me with me. I just wanted weed eaters. They just so happened to be pregnant and they delivered. And I thought, oh my gosh, <laughs> here know? we go. I, yeah. I, I got a little Henry milker, which is basically like a little small little glass jar with a lid with a couple hoses and a hand pump mm-hmm. and like a 60 mil syringe, you know, the, the outer part of the syringe goes mm-hmm. right up to the teat and it's with suction. Um, that was my first in quote milker, okay. <laughs> which actually is not very good for the udder, by the way. <laughs> but uh, that's of course hindsight. Everything's hindsight. <laughs> Always, um, yeah. And and that's that's what was my baby steps to see is milking for me. Am I going to do this twice a day? You know, and yeah. And if not, you know, they're they're cute little pets. <laughs> but um, yeah, but they yeah. are. They are the sweetest babies. I I. Mm-hmm. The first time I held a one-day-old baby goat, I lost my heart. I was gone. I wanted to take it home with me. And my mom was like, no, 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 no. I will bring you to see them, but no, we're not bringing home a goat. We have a dog. We have a cat. We don't need a goat. And I was like, but I need a goat. And she's like, no, you do not. And no. And so we keep half-assed talking about getting a couple kids in the spring, we've been here three years, and every time we talk about it, about about this time every year, I'm like, "Are we going to get goats?" And my husband looks at me and goes, "Do you really want goats?" And I'm like, "In my heart of heart, yes, but in my brain, no." And he says, "Well, as long as your brain is saying no, no, we're not getting goats." So, 
Well, you'd well, always be welcome out here. <laughs> I was going to say, now that I've found you, I will have to come visit baby goats when they're around. Absolutely. And we, we made new friends this summer who have um, two, uh, what are the grown female goats called? Do they Does. have a name? Does. Yes. Lost my brain for a second. Um, <laughs> she has two does and she has two, uh, one's a ram, I guess is what it's called, or a buck. Oh, a buck, yep. And one is uh, a weather. He's neutered. Okay, yeah. So they will have baby goats, I think, this spring. And they live like five minutes away. So so between her and you, I think I might actually get my baby goat hit this spring, hopefully. Because it's been a long time. <laughs> yes. And, and I hate being so crazy about it. Because people are like, why do you love baby goats so much? And I'm like, because they're like kittens and puppies. They're adorable. What's your favorite breed? I have no idea. It doesn't matter. They're adorable. <laughs> um, she had, they had um, Nubians for sure. And I want to say my friend in school had Manchurians, but I'm not sure that's right. Nigerians? I don't know. I don't think they were small. So, okay. okay. But, but the new, I think the Nubians had the floppy ears. Yeah, the long they do. floppy ears. And the mamas were really sweet, too. They were really friendly. So that helped. Yes, but absolutely. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter. I'm I'm one of those crazy people who thinks that baby alligators are adorable. And as soon as they're not babies anymore, they are no longer adorable. <laughs> absolutely. But our, something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Some, something fun about um, Nigerians. Nigerians are the are the number one or, or most popular uh, dairy goat breed right now and of course because they're cute little come in all sorts of different colors and in coat patterns and lots of people get suckered in that way yeah. um, usually that's that's how you start out and then you realize color and and the blue eyes don't put milk in the pail <laughs> right um, yeah. but they they originate from Africa and um, they've been in the states for I don't know the last few decades uh, a little bit longer Um and the breeders in the past have done a phenomenal job um, transitioning them into a beautiful dairy goat breed. And um, they used to look a little bit more like pygmies. Um, and so they've, they've done a tremendous leap in the last few decades, making them a beautiful dairy goat breed. They should look just like a standard breed, just miniature, like a, like a miniature silhouette of a standard dairy goat breed. And so... Um, but what's what's great about Nigerians, and it, they're almost like the jersey of of the cow world, where it's not quantity of milk, but it's quality. And so with milk testing, um, I'll hit 9.9% butter fat, and it could be higher than that. Um, I just actually had one that was 13.5 um, with, with percentage of butter fat. Before wow. Nigerians, Nubians, I believe it was Nubians, that used to be the breed leader with butter fat at about 6%, I think. Um, but yeah, so like I said, they're, they're like jerseys, not the quantity, but the quality. Okay. So they're great for making cheese or anything else. You know, adding fat to your food is makes it even more tasty, right? <laughs> Always, with <laughs> Cooking, everything, baking, yes. Yeah, with, with goat milk is, is phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, speaking of, of fat to food, we are doing fondue at noon today for New Year's Eve day. And it's a tradition from my husband's family. 
and we try to do it every New Year's Eve day. It used to be New Year's Eve Eve, but mm-hmm. but it's really heavy. And the last thing I want to do is eat that at five o'clock at night and then go to bed three hours later because uh, <laughs> not a fun thing. There. It's too much. So, uh, yeah, we're really looking forward to having that today. And then uh, tomorrow we're having French onion macaroni and cheese because we're not done with cheese today. We're having cheese tomorrow, too. So, yeah, that makes everything better. And then you're miserable afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) But it tastes so good. (laughs) Yeah. So what what weight do the Nigerian um, goats top out at? Oh gosh. Um, how big does my does range anywhere from, well, I mean, it depends on how, how much they eat, you know, how, what sure. aggressive eaters we've got. I don't know, about 65 to 80, something like that for the does, the bucks, eh, 70 to 90 ish, 95, something like that. So they're not, I, don't know, small, I haven't all small. They're not tiny. Right. They're, they're, um, they're measured at the withers. So yeah. like at the top of the shoulders, um, they, does shouldn't exceed, uh, what, 22 and a half inches and bucks, 23 and a half. Um, personally, I don't care about the height of the bucks. I care about the height of the does. Um, you yeah. know, it depends on what he's throwing, uh, you know, what his daughters look like and stuff. But, um, but yeah, so, so they're measured that way. So they're solid. They are substantial animals because they're short, but they're they're big. They're built. Yeah, yeah. Yep. They're not. They're not like a meat like built like a meat goat. But um. But yeah. Yep. When you were saying small, I was thinking small like our mini Australian Shepherd, who is anywhere from thirty-five to thirty-eight pounds on a given day, and I was like, that doesn't sound right. They can't be that small, <laughs> right? And she's she's a chunk. She's she's just below my knee at her shoulder. I think. Mm-hmm. And she's, she's thick through. She's, uh, she's not fat. She just has a really broad rib cage like her daddy did. Mm-hmm. And, and I keep making the joke that she looks like her mama, but she's built like her daddy. And <laughs> so when, when you were saying the Nigerians were small, I was like, how small? Cause if they're small, small, we could get a couple, but, but you're saying they're like the size of a Labrador in weight. Really. <laughs> if you, uh, next time you're at the fair and go mm-hmm. through the goat barn, anything that's, you know, you can tell like anything with an udder that is short, mm-hmm. you know, you'll see, okay, that's Nigerian. And then you see everything else that is very tall, like Great Dane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, those you can tell are all those standard breeds. So there's, okay. there's a very big difference. Okay. Um, so I finally got the chance to try goat milk cream mm-hmm. when I was visiting my friend that we met this summer that has the, the goats and I'd never had it before. And she asked if I wanted coffee and I was like, well, yes, of course, because that's my drink of choice. And she said, do you want cream and sugar? And I said, yes, please. And she said, the only cream I have is goat milk cream. And Yum. I said, I'll, I'll give it a shot. And she <laughs> said, you, you don't like goat milk. I said, I don't like goat cheese. I said, and I have not had actual goat milk in a long time. I said, if I don't like it, it probably won't kill me to drink it anyway. <laughs> and she was like, okay. So she handed me her jar of goat cream. And it was so weird. It was so thick. It was like marshmallow fluff. And it uh-huh. was fine. It was not bad. There was nothing wrong with it. It was just really, really Mm-mm. thick cream. And 
I put like a tablespoon in my coffee and stirred it up and it did exactly what cow milk cream does. And I tasted it and I said, do you sell this? <laughs> it's phenomenal. She said, do you like it? I said, I love it. I've never had it before. She said, how can you like that and not like goat cheese? I was like, I, I just don't like goat cheese. It's weird. I am not. You know, that's funny. I make I make mozzarella if I have time. That's that's the very easy beginner go-to cheese to make. Mm -hmm. And and when I offer it to other people, they can't tell it's from goat milk. They, they yeah. really can't. I think I think it all depends on on the diet of the goats. And if a lot of people make this mistake, they they house their their bucks with their does or right next to their does, uh -huh. and that influences a bucky taste to their milk big time, big yeah. time. And so, um, yeah, otherwise I have, I make a latte every morning. Um, I used to weigh a lot more, uh, when I lived in the cities and I, to lose weight, I switched because of course I, for my coffee, I have to have lots of cream, mm -hmm. uh, lots of creamer. So, um, I lost a bunch of weight. What helped me is switching over to lattes. And, um, I, <laughs> so of course in the, it's, during the summer, I switched my milk to goat milk now. <laughs> so I, I'm careful with it, but still, um, it's, been, it's been a few years. But anyways, now I, I have the goat milk and I absolutely love it. It's it's the best coffee ever. Yeah. When, when I say goat milk. Yes. When I say goat cheese, I mean like chev, I guess is how you say it. I've never yeah. had um, any other kind of cheese made with goat milk, but that's the one okay. I associate with it. And tried it in 2014 when we were visiting my parents because the the little farm down the road had a roadside stand and they had a refrigerator and they sold goat cheese and so I was like hey I want to try it so we did and I was like no this is not what <laughs> well, that's I too bad. wanted yeah and to me it it smells it tastes like a cow field smells like hay and cow manure that's how it tasted to me and that's i was so talking i was talking with another lady who has goats and i was talking with my friend who lives down the road and they both said it's whatever they were eating that made it taste that way hmm. so i don't know but i was i was not a fan and i will probably try it again at some point from a different yeah <laughs> well that that's good <laughs> i'm glad you're willing to try it again yeah, I'd oh, try yeah. it from somewhere else and see, you know, as as when I have goat cheese, I can't tell it's goat milk. It's um no. and I don't just mean my mozzarella, I mean other cheeses I've had from that other people make. If they know what they're doing, it should, you know, it it, it should be it good. It usually tastes pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. The craziest thing is my friend that had the parents that raised goats when I was a kid, I never tried goat milk. They they mm -hmm. never had any on hand when I was around. Or they just didn't they just didn't offer it up. And mm -hmm. so it took me until I was in my 40s to even try tasting goat milk. I had no idea what it tastes like. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. It's it's what you have available to you, I guess. But Absolutely. Either And what way. you're used to. Yeah. So I have um, at least one more question about actual goat husbandry stuff instead <laughs> of just waxing on about food and drink. Um, do you have goats that you that have won awards for you that yep. you like send out to people to breed to their goats or however that works no typically my best ones i keep and usually those are the ones that i retain everything from um okay. or you know that 
you basically you keep from your best. Um, okay. You call your 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 worst, you know, and 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 I I don't mean just by reselling to other people to you know this one yeah. has problems, you know, whatever livestock, someone can eat them, you know, or whatever, or, or make a good pet somewhere and just not be milked. Um, but no, typically you, you keep your best and you, you retain from within and, um, I, everyone has different goals. So not everyone may agree with this, but that's typically how it works. If you or if you're wanting to better your herd, you keep from your best and you, you use though that as a breeding you know, to as breeders, you want the progeny to be better than the parents. So you're always trying to breed up. Mm-hmm. You're always trying to make certain pairings that will better the offspring. And so like yeah. this year, this year, we, we got into AI quite a bit. And there's a common misconception with with artificial insemination. Um, if, you know, people don't look at it as a good thing when really it's we're trying to better the breed. We're tra- and when I say that, I mean give them longevity, have give have them with a, a really good confirmation, a body structure, so they can last for many years, you know, and and with a good structured, a great structured udder, where they're going to milk for many years, you know. So yeah, sorry, I just went off on a tangent. No, that's okay. <laughs> so I don't think I I was clear in my question. I'm going to get back to it. But how long does a goat live and how long can a mama goat have babies? How old before she's done? It all depends on the animal. Um, I'm sorry, your first question. Um, how, I'm sorry, what was the first question? How long do goats usually live? How long do they live? Um, it all depends on their body, their genetics, um, it, anywhere from uh, 10 to 16 it, it really all, all depends on their body, their genetics, how they're doing. Same thing with cows. Like you don't want to rebreed a cow if she can't keep up her own body condition. No. If they're, you know, if they're getting thinner and you're, everyone else is keeping up good body condition, but that one isn't, you don't want to rebreed that one. So it, it's, it's the same concept um, with goats. But um, I've, I've got a couple that are I mean, 11 years old, I have one that's almost 13 and she's doing great and she, we think she's pregnant. And so, uh-huh. um, but she's keeping up phenomenal body condition and she runs around like, like the youngsters. And so, you know, and then I have a, a nine-year-old who I'm like, eh, I think this might be your last breeding season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, okay. just, they're all different and um, you just kind of keep an eye on that, them individually. They can have anywhere from one to the record for a Nigerian is seven. And last spring, seven kids. Last spring, that record was broken. All seven kids were alive. Wow. Um, usually with, with seven, not all of them are going to make it. It's unfortunate, but it, it's out of our control. You know, mm-hmm. Mother Nature. So, um, yeah. yeah. Okay. So let me go back to my original question five minutes ago. Um, <laughs> you, have, you, have, you have goats. You own goats that have won competitions. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you have a buck who's won a competition and someone is like, I would really like those genetics from your buck, would you be willing to let him breed my doe? Do you do that? I think is more what I was trying to get at. 
Oh, gotcha. Okay. I thought you meant like with the doughs. I'm like, no, we've retained those. Um, I garbled it. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So for bucks, absolutely. Like if, if, if they're, um, we're, I'm very careful on biosecurity, but yeah, Mm -hmm. if, if, um, they're tested negative for disease and, you know, I, I trust their herd. Absolutely. You know, they can come for a driveway breeding. I won't let the buck leave my property. Um, but usually I'll sell semen too. So I've got a nitrogen tank and I've got lots of different semen. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, so I've, I have sold semen. Yeah. That's what I was trying to get at, but I did not (laughs) ask it correctly because I am not a goat person. I love them, but I don't have any. So of course my mind goes right to the does. (laughs) Yeah, that's okay. And then, um, the last question I have for you is, well, I have two questions, but this is the last one pertaining to what you're doing. The other one is just why, why are you doing it? But I think you've, you've kind of answered that. Um, you guys do commercial cattle too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. So what does, what does commercial cattle mean? Because help. They're, they're not registered. Um, they're basically a commercial stock. Um, they are Angus. Some of them are mixed with Hereford. Um, and so Angus is known for that lean meat and Herefords are known for being wonderful mothers. And when you cross those two, um, uh, typically they gain a lot more weight quicker and they're excellent mothers. Like it's a, it's a good combination. Uh, they're also called black baldies. And so that's what our herd consists of. They're not a registered stock, um, or anything. We do use registered bulls, um, because we like, you know, like you said, you, you use the best because the buck is half your herd. The bull is half your herd. Yeah. So whatever you're using on your herd, you want to be in love with that family, with, with their dam, either. And if it's a dairy, their milking ability or whatever, but you want some of that into your herd. And so that's, that's what we do. Um, it's a commercial herd, but we want to see like, again, with the beautiful confirmation, longer, you know, longevity, good structure, that kind of a thing. We want them to live long, healthy lives. Okay. Goes back to that animal welfare. (laughs) Yeah. You were, you were so lit up about goats that I was like, I don't want to really get into the cows right now, but I didn't. (laughs) Oh, I always get lit up about the goats. It's all about goats. Come on. Yeah. What what commercial cattle is versus whatever. So. Right. So Got like it. we don't bring them to, we're not like, they're not registered with, with, you know, any association or anything like that there. Okay. Um, but yeah. Okay. And then my last question is usually why, why did you get into this? Why do you do it? But I think really you've answered it throughout everything. Cause <laughs> I you love it. Love it. Yep. <laughs> it's a passion. Absolutely. Yep. A passion. And- I never, if you would have talked to me, you know, six years ago and I, before, just before I got my first goats being like, so are you going to milk them? I would have laughed so mm-hmm. hard. Like <laughs> there's, there's no way I would have been like, there's no way. Nope. Never, never. <laughs> but yeah, it's crazy it's, where life takes you. It It is. Um, I was just saying to my husband this morning that I wish that I had come up with this idea for this podcast three years ago because I had no idea how much fun it was going to be talking to people and hearing mm-hmm. their stories and how easy it would be. And it's literally a paperless thing. Like I barely ever write anything down. I put dates in my phone on the calendar app and Mm -hmm. I do this and I find out so many fun things. And I talk to so many really nice, wonderful, smart, funny people. And 
my husband's like, you're always on a high after you record with people. I'm like, yes, because they're, <laughs> they're nice people. They're smart people. They know stuff I don't know. And it just is really fun. And I learn from it so much. Oh, He's that's like, great. There's so many different avenues you can get yeah. into. And it's, it's phenomenal. Yeah, he said, you should have been doing this a long time ago. And I said, yes, but I didn't know what the the topic was going to be. And so many people are doing homesteading or cottage food producing or making things now that I feel mm-hmm. like I will never run out of people who want to talk about what they love. No, absolutely. You got that right. And most people have been from Minnesota, but I actually have a couple coming up that are in other states. One's in Arkansas, one's in North Carolina. Awesome. And I'm hoping to talk to some people back home where I grew up in Maine, too, because Maine has a, a thriving community of people who are homesteading, for sure. So, mm-hmm. Absolutely. But, Ever since 2020, it's been, you yeah. know, it's, it's been a game changer, that's for sure. Yeah, and the Lots fact is, different. yeah, and the fact is, I'm 54 years old. I am, I am not gonna be busting my body up for much longer. And I think that ship has sailed anyway. I don't, I don't want to be waking up in the morning every day feeling sore every day of my life from now until I die because that's no way to live. So, I was like, okay, what can I do that keeps my hand in? what I'm interested in, but doesn't require so much physical activity because mm-hmm. it, it's not always going to be easy for anybody. You know, you get past 40 and you're like, oh, I hurt my back sleeping wrong. This is awesome. My daughter said this to me the other day. She's 34. <laughs> She's like, I don't even know what I did. I said, uh-huh. Welcome to being over 30. She's like, <laughs> I said, I'm, I'm sorry, hon. That's how it is. So, so yeah. And I, so the reason I'm even talking about how I stumbled into this podcast thing is you never know what it's going to be that you fall in love with that you want to do. And I had no idea. The last thing I wanted to do was have to listen to my voice back for half an hour, (laughs) you know, once a week. And then my son talked about doing one and we tried to do a mother and Sundays podcast. We we did a couple of recordings to see how it would go and never actually put it out. And really? He was like, this isn't what I thought it would be. Cause, cause we talk about the same stuff all the time. I wanted it to be more spontaneous. And I was like, yeah, that's not going to happen. Cause you can't, I can't just, I can't just sit here and shoot the blank with you because it's not going <laughs> to work. That's not, that's not how spontaneity works. And he was like, yeah, let's not do it. I was like, okay. And then I really wanted to do a podcast. And I was like, what can I do? What what topic would be worth doing? And finally, I was like, oh, there are lots of people who need to be promoted who are doing amazing things. And this would be a, a venue for that. So mm-hmm. absolutely. So that's, that's why that's why we do it. I do it. But, well, that's fantastic. But anyway, I'm really, really glad that I asked you to be on the show because I learned things today that I have been so mistaken about my whole life. <laughs> it come on over and we'll see, you know, I'll, 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 um, I can give them different things and you'll see them all stick their noses up and <laughs> yeah, or, we'll, or we'll test crazed. it. It'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think you only live about 20 minutes for me. So that should work out real well. Yeah. 
All right. Well, thank you so much, Katie, for your time. I really, really do appreciate it. Well, thank you. I appreciate you asking me to to come on and um, Happy New Year. You too. Have a great year. I think it's going to be a beautiful spring for sure for you. Absolutely. (laughs) All right. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye.